Hey friends, welcome to the Crossroads Youth Ministry Podcast. We're hey, back. Hey, we're back. That's right, we're back. And today we have a very special guest. Yes, I'm sitting here and Spencer is sitting here with our good friend Ellie, who we just heard from last night. And it was amazing. She shared her story with us. And it was such an encouragement and so cool, Ellie, to hear the way that God has worked in your life from, honestly, the very beginning yeah. until until now and, and is continuing to work. Uh, so we just want to ask you a couple of questions that we were kind of thinking about during your sharing time. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If it, we go too far, you know, you say, I don't know the answer to that. That's yeah. totally fine. <laughs> but I, one of the things I noticed as you were talking was you were, you mentioned that you had some health stuff when mm-hmm. you were, when you were little, what do you, what do you think? I always wonder, what do you think God is up to when he gives us challenges like that? Like, what do you think, what do you think the, God's purpose in, in having you deal with some of that might be? I think so we can learn from it and mm. so that maybe we can help others through the same thing, but we have like the added plus that we know that he's doing something because we're yeah. Christians. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Do you, f- do you feel like that will be part of your story in wanting to become a doctor? Like Yes. You think for sure? Yeah, well, and it's also um, my little brother has a bicuspid aortic valve which is a hole in his heart. Yo, man. So there's there's just a bunch of different... Um, Yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say, whoa, man. <laughs> Yo, man. Yo, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal, yeah. right? So is he he's okay? Oh, uh, yeah. He's going to have to have open heart surgery at some point. Okay. But, um, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, that's but wild. But there's a lot of different reasons yeah. for that uh, yeah. career choice. So you were an army baby, mm-hmm. so you moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. Is Marines. That, Mar- Marines, a Marine. Yeah. Ah. Well, my dad's in the National Guard now, so I'm wearing an Army shirt. Okay. So it's yes. So she's got a she it's dabbles in yeah. all of them. Yeah. And, and my dad went to the Naval Academy. Simplify though. Okay. So he really is Navy, <laughs> Navy Marines, Army, uh-huh. National Guard. Uh-huh. He should get. He should jump in the Coast Guard for a minute. <laughs> Just to <laughs> knock out all five. <laughs> Just to get out. Yeah. Space Guard isn't that the new <gasps> Space one? Space Force. Oh, how, yeah. Oh, he does cool. fly helicopters. That would be pretty sweet. That would yeah. Be really cool. Yeah. Helicopters in space. Space Force. <laughs> Come on. Well, now there's a million dollar idea. <laughs> okay. So I've heard that I've never been an army kid, but I've heard that you move around a lot and you talked yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah. What was that like when you growing up, jumping around to different schools and different communities? So I don't really remember much of it, um, except that in um, preschool. So I went to preschool in California. Um, I, I, I remember kind of being scared because mm. there, it was new. Right. It was different. Yeah. Yeah. So everything just kind of changes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Which people generally don't like change, right? Right. Yeah. Change is hard. Yeah. Especially when it just keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> now, is that season of your life kind of wrapped up? You guys are, are here in, in Somerset County for good? As far as we know, yes. Okay. That's cool. Well, we're glad to have you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We definitely I'm glad are to be here in America's <laughs> County. America's County. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, well, Elliot, my question was I think a lot of times, a lot of people would question, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Mm-hmm. And you kind of hint on that of how you were like, God, in a week, tell me what I need to do. <laughs> and how yeah. it was it was seven business days instead of seven mm-hmm. regular days. And I just kind of wonder, what did that process look like of figuring it out for you? So like, from what point? I guess from <laughs> when you said, God, I'm giving you a week. What did um, they kind of yeah, look like after that? Where did that ultimatum come from? <laughs> I guess um, I wanted to be a professional violinist for a while um, because. Which she's very talented on the oh, violin. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're you're getting there for sure <laughs> in a hurry. Thanks. Um, 
So, but I I'd put my identity in it, and I realized that, you know, I don't want that to be my identity. I want that to be a way that I can worship God. Mm. So I was like, okay, God, show me something that you want me to do. And um, to be honest, I kind of forgot about it after about three days. Yeah. <laughs> and um, It's the best kind of prayer. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> good to be it's like. It's not like consuming you. It just yeah. makes me it's, think like, hey, I'm willing to trust you. Yeah. 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 Like I don't have to know now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But, um, I mean, it was just a lot of consistent prayer and reading the Bible and mm-hmm. kind of talking to my parents. And um, I think around that time, too, like my jaw is asymmetrical and it's been causing like a lot of clicks and pops and stuff and we were looking at getting jaw surgery which i'll eventually have to have but um that kind of also inspired it too because it's like hmm. you know it's, it's another personal thing but then god spoke directly to that yeah yeah that's pretty cool well i think it's neat that your first instinct when you're wondering what what's up and, and what to do is to turn to the lord that's mm-hmm. really encouraging do you is that something that you think you're quick to do because you're that's something your parents have 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 led you in you think that's is that something you've kind of developed on your own where where does that strong faith come from i think it's from both because from what i've gone through as like a little kid and from what my parents went through parenting me through that like there's kind of a a combination of both yeah there yeah that's cool well and that's cool that god uses lots of different ways you know your parents Mm -hmm. your friends camp did you have you have you ever had like a Summer's best two weeks, Pine Springs camp, any sort of like a, like a, an experience like that? Um, I only went to Pine Springs for like one year. Okay. So I don't, I don't really, it, I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> but you still got that camp experience. It's good. Everybody needs one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little camp promo there. You yeah. got it in. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of camp. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I actually have one more question for you. Um, you kind of talked about how in 10th grade you got to this really dark spot Mm -hmm. where you considered like, Hey, I don't think I want to be on earth anymore. I just want to be in heaven where Mm -hmm. there's no pain and there's no tears. And, and you kind of talked about how you came to this realization that that would be really selfish. Mm -hmm. And then you immediately went to your Bible. Is there a place in your Bible that you went to that, that gave you encouragement or was it just one of those you flipped it open and you started reading like, what did that process kind of look like? I don't really remember. I just remember immediately praying. And then I think after that prayer, I think I opened my mm. Bible. I don't remember a specific passage or anything, but there are like, I have highlighted a ton in my Bible. So mm. there's a lot that has gotten me through similar situations. Yeah. Well, it seems like there are a lot of girls that would say, guys too, but mm-hmm. but that, that there are a lot of girls that are in your situation that have, have had a hard thing, whether that's at school or just life in general mm-hmm. and are really struggling. What 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 kind of encouragement would you give to somebody that's that was good. in that similar situation? Mm-hmm. I love how you were quick to go to your, your Bible. You mm-hmm. know, it's, well, that's something that yeah, pops out of awesome. my mind. But yeah, what, what else might you say? Um, you don't have to have the right answer for everything. Mm. Ask god first or someone you can trust about questions or issues that you're struggling with um and try to find a safe place whether that's at church or that's it 
your grandma's house or sure somewhere mm-hmm. where you can feel safe and talk to people yeah so you feel like that ability to connect with somebody mm-hmm. to encourage you is important i yeah i i think that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. i think that's pretty cool that you that you have that in a strong family and so hopefully some friends at crossroads and mm-hmm. um yeah, I think that's a really good encouragement to, to people because I, I really do think there are a lot of people who are who are struggling to know mm-hmm. like, man, what what's this life about? And uh, and it's pretty cool to hear your story of walking through that. And I know that it takes a lot of guts to share that. So yeah, I'm really yeah. glad that you did. Um, and I know that there will be some people who, who are saying, oh man, it feels like she's talking to me. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm glad that you're willing to do mm-hmm. that. I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. My prayer is that through everything, others would be um, drawn closer to him and he would be magnified because it's not me it's him mm. yeah, yeah that's his story through you that's a great mm-hmm. perspective well ellie thank you so much for being willing to share your story and uh i'm just excited if you didn't get to hear it you're gonna hear it right now so keep on listening and this is ellie's testimony okay guys this is ellie and i've known her since we were really little and i can tell you she's amazing and tonight we're gonna get the chance to see her hear her story So I'm going to pray for her. Dear Lord, um, thank you for the opportunity to gather together and um, learn more about you and worship together. And I just pray for Ellie that you would calm her nerves as she gives this talk and that you would help us to listen well and learn um, what you have for us to hear tonight. Amen. Well, hi guys, Um, I'm Ellie. Um, So two of the biggest themes in my life have been um, God saves and learning to trust completely in God. So two of the verses, um, or actually they're a little bit of chunks of verses that um, really illustrate that for me um, come from Psalm 56. So I'm gonna start out with that. Um, So Psalm 56, verse three and four is, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? And then Psalm 56, verse 8. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? So those two verses have um, become really special to me over quarantine. Um, I found... um, I found them while I was reading my Bible one day. But um, I guess I'll start from the very beginning. So I was born in Okinawa, Japan, while my dad was um, stationed over there with the Marine Corps. Um, it was, it seemed to be normal at first, but I couldn't eat anything, I couldn't drink anything. My mom didn't know why. And um, so about three days later, there was a Filipino nurse who I guess it's really common in the Philippines. She checked in my mouth, and I had a cleft in my soft palate, which is basically a hole in your mouth where there's not supposed to be a hole. So they got a special bottle for me to drink out of um, so that I would be able to get nutrients that I needed. But um, it ended up impacting my life in a lot of different ways. So you can probably throw it up on the screen now. But there's a picture of me um, as a two and a half month old baby 
I had ITP, which is where you have no platelets. You're supposed to have over 250,000, but the doctors were able to hand count them. So I had a lot less than I was supposed to. So I got a blood transfusion, and um, so that was in Japan. And then it came down again a couple months later, and I think they may have treated it with steroids, and then it came down another time. So they life-flighted me to Hawaii on a big cargo um, military airplane. So that's a pretty cool story that I have. <laughs> um, so we went to Hawaii, and I think they did a whole bunch of medical tests. They tested me for leukemia. And at the same time, my um, dad was like the military, like they were calling him to do an exercise, basically a deployment, like right then as I was getting tested. So my mom, like it was a huge um, kind of a testament to her strength and the faith that she put in God in order to be strong while um, having a sick baby and having, you know, my dad leaving. Um, sorry, I'm really nervous. <laughs> um, so then when my dad went to um, the deployment, my mom took me over here to Pennsylvania with, um, we lived with my grandparents um, for a couple months. And when I was about 15 months old, um, my mom found a bump under my right eye, and she didn't know what it was. So she took me to the hospital, and they got it tested, and it was a dermoid cyst, which is a benign tumor, and it has like gross hair and like teeth and like things that just didn't form right in there. So they had to, I had to get that removed at the WVU hospital. Um, and then around that same time, I got my first cleft repair. So there was a lot going on at that point. And I also rode my first horse during that time that we were here. Um, so that's kind of a cool little story. Um, so then when my dad came back from the deployment, we moved around a lot. Um, we went to Virginia and then California. And then um, my dad, he deployed twice um, to Iraq. And when he came back the second time, um, he decided that he wanted to spend time with um, us as a family. So we moved to Pennsylvania. I had two other siblings at this time. We moved to Pennsylvania um, and started um, farming with my grandparents, and we lived in their house um, during that time. And this is the 2008, this is 2008, so like the Great Recession. So like, I remember all of the clothes were like thrifted, and it was, it was a really tough time. But it's funny because I felt like really safe and cocooned because I was so like innocent and young and it's just that feeling of love and family and you don't realize what's going on in the world until you're older. Um, so while we were um, in Pennsylvania in my grandparents' house, um, there was a little red room that was mine at the time and it actually used to be my mom's but that in that room, I had seen my parents, what they had gone through, and I had heard all the stories, and I decided then that I wanted to give my life to Christ. So in that little red room in my grandparents' house, I made the most important decision that I could ever make, and I gave my life to Christ. And it didn't get easier from there, because, um, so I started, um, we started homeschooling when we moved here, and um, 
started going to CCA, which some of you might know, uh, meets in St. Paul's. Um, and then in fifth grade, I made the transition, or not in fifth grade, in sixth grade, I made the transition to public school to Berlin. And it was a really rough transition. Um, because kind of the cliques had already been formed and, you know, small school, is, it's tough. So um, I just, I had a really rough time. Um, but it actually made me trust in God more. And actually, I forgot a very important part. I can't believe I did this. <laughs> um, so I have to backtrack because... Before I made the transition into Berlin, I was probably six, five or six years old. Um, I had my adenoids removed, and then I had another cleft surgery. And um, after the cleft surgery, my dad um, drove me home, and you know I couldn't talk because I had had a surgery. And um, but they had. I don't know if it was after Easter or after Christmas or something, and so they had like just a whole bunch of fun stuff for the kids that they had left over. And there was a face painting artist, so I got my face painted with a butterfly. It was like purple and silver and like sparkly. Um, so then my dad took me out to Ruby Tuesday, and so I was like six probably, and he gave me this Bible. So this is a 12-year-old, well, 10-ish year old Bible. and. Um, it kind of fueled the fire to learn about Jesus. Um, now I can skip back to sixth grade. So in sixth grade, um, I made the rough transition, and then in seventh grade, um, I got baptized in New Hope Church. And um, it was really cool because all of my great aunts and uncles came in, and um, my grandparents came in, and my siblings had caught jars of caterpillars like two weeks before or something. And they didn't know when they were going to hatch. But they all hatched the morning of my baptism, which is really cool because um, I got the, the purple face paint when I got my Bible. And it was a butterfly. And then all the butterflies hatched whenever I got baptized. It was just a really cool symbol of coming into new life in Christ. <clears throat> so um, then in seventh grade, we also got some new neighbors that um, my grandparents really trusted. Um, and that, so that ended up not being the case later because a certain situation happened. Um, but it was in seventh grade also that I started to put my identity and my worth in what I was doing, so my academics, um, my grades, um, and eventually in ninth grade, my violin playing. Um, so then in, yeah, so throughout, um, seventh through ninth grade, I struggled just finding friends. And then in ninth grade, I thought I had found some really good friends, and it, they ended up not being what I thought they were. And it was really, it was rough. It was really rough. And in ninth grade also, there was kind of, the situation had developed with my neighbors 
where they ended up pulling a knife on my dad, and it was so scary. I didn't see it, but I remember my sister ran up, and she um, jumped on my bunk bed, and she started crying and, like, uncontrollably sobbing. And I was, like, trying to comfort her, and, like, I was shaking, and I didn't know what to do. But I just started praying because there's really nothing else you can do. So I was learning to trust God through the hard situations. Um, so then in 10th grade, so this is last year, the situation with the neighbors didn't really get any better. And the, friend, the situation with friends at school didn't get any better. And I kept putting my worth more and more and more into what I was doing and not into what God says of me. And it's kind of ironic because at the same time that I was putting my worth into other things, I was also learning to trust God. So it was this strange irony of just where I was putting my identity and what I was learning at that time. So then in the beginning of, well not the beginning, in um, February, of last year, so like every every day I would come home crying from school because I didn't know, you know, what was gonna happen. And it, it was just a very difficult situation. And it came to a point where I didn't want to be on earth anymore, I wanted to go to heaven because there's gonna be no pain and no suffering. And um, there was one specific night where I remember everything just felt like it was crashing down. And I had these thoughts of, I could go to heaven if I wanted to, you know? And then I realized, you know what, that's so selfish. God saved me when I was a baby from all of those medical experiences. Like, if I had been born 100 years ago, I would have died, definitely. So because of that, I was like, that that's not what I should do because that's selfish. So I started praying right away. I just started praying like that God would take away those thoughts, that he would um, show me a way out of that situation. And it was really amazing because he did, but things didn't get any better in the way that I thought they would. It was, I was learning to trust in God and not in what the world says of me. So then in quarantine happened and there was a really scary situation in April where the neighbors were basically threatening to shoot anybody who walked outside with our dog. And it was scary. Like we had all of the, we had to basically hole up in our attic and pull all of the curtains down. And it was like a complete blackout, like World War II, like lockdown type thing on top of the quarantine lockdown. So that was very scary. But throughout that time, I really had to learn to trust in God because there is, there was like no way out, you know, like you just had to trust in him. And then, um, kind of through God's grace, we were able to, with my extended family, buy the house so that the neighbors could leave. And so now it's a bed and breakfast that I clean, which can't, isn't always very pleasant, but I'm thankful for the situation that's kind of 
better, you know. Um, and then last fall, so I had put my identity so much in what I did that when in the in the spring of last year, when I had kind of given it over to God and I was like, okay, like, I want to be doing what you want me to do. I didn't know, like everything was, I kind of felt lost. I didn't know where, what direction to take anymore. So um, la this past fall, I prayed that God would, um, within a week, show me what he wanted me to do. And this is kind of funny because you think, oh, a week, seven days, exactly seven days, you know, like Monday through Friday plus Saturday and Sunday. But it ended up being seven business days and then, I don't remember what I was doing, I think I was reading my Bible or something, and a thought occurred to me, I should be a doctor. And save people like they saved me. And it's funny, because that's what I wanted to do when I was little. But I felt such peace about it, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I kept praying, and I felt such a peace about it. So I don't know where I'm headed, but I know that God saves, and I know I've learned to trust God. And I have a, I'm probably going to have a few surgeries um, because I still have certain issues that are, are coming to light and have not been solved yet, but I know that throughout whatever comes my way, I'm going to trust God because he saves. Well, I hope you enjoyed that word from Ellie. It was, it's encouraging to hear a story from somebody who's your age, you know, somebody who, whose story sounds like yours. Uh, and as much as it's fun to hear from Ray and to hear from me, man, it's, it's important to hear from people who know Jesus and who are going through exactly what you're going through right now. Yeah, that is so true. And I just admire Ellie's boldness and, and courage in stepping into the hard things and, yeah. and choosing to choose Jesus even when it feels like nothing was making sense in her life and everything was changing and transition was moving at a rapid pace, she chose Jesus. And I just feel like that is such an encouraging word and inspiring. And I just, um, yeah. Well, it's a good model so for cool. us. I, I, I yeah. need reminded of that. Oh, you know, same. That as I look for, for satisfaction elsewhere, just Jesus, yeah. just Jesus. Yeah, and, it's uh, nothing. It's, it's not Jesus plus Yep. Grades. It's not Jesus plus sports, Jesus plus violin. Right. It's, it's just Jesus. Just Jesus. Absolutely. Yep. That's encouraging. Well, hey, if you missed us this Sunday night, we sure missed you too. Um, our trip deposits were collected this past Sunday night. So if you didn't get that in and haven't locked in your spot on a trip, we'd love for you to do that. Love for you to, to join us uh, at the Kalahari. And then we're starting to get excited about summer trips too. We're yeah. going to have. Woo. It's coming up. That's right. We're going to have some info about that soon. And, and it, so glad that you tuned in. If you're still listening at this point, so glad that you tuned in and jumped in with us. And we can't wait to see you. Uh, not next week. Which yep, Easter it's Sunday. Easter. That's right. That's Woo. right. And then after that, we're going to be hearing from some more friends. We're going to hear from Hunter Berkey. We're going to hear from uh, probably a few other adult leaders and, and maybe a few other of your, uh, your good friends. So uh, be looking forward to that. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. I was going to say week. Yeah. But, nope. See you in two weeks. <laughs> so close. So close. Happy hey. Easter. Happy <laughs> Easter. We'll see you in two weeks.